welcome the Fantasy Facials by Lily. Lily is a New York State licensed esthetician with over 30 years of experience in the beauty industry, specializing in organic facials, body treatments, and back facials using real products straight from nature. This podcast is here to educate you about your skin issues. Your skin is her passion. Listen for tips about skincare and your overall health and well-being. And now, here's Lily. You got issues with your skin? Oh, yeah, we all do. We all got skin issues, that's for sure. I mean, see a lot of people out there with skin issues. Really, every single one of us has some skin issue going on. Um, Because I could tell you all the time, the skin is an organ. So, you know, it's constantly, uh, constantly having to be taken care of. So, anyway, beautiful day here in New York. Beautiful week in New York. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Really, really, really nice this week. Like, the whole week it was nice. It wasn't even like a once in a while. So, um, I was pretty happy with this week. Yeah, he's digging it. All right, so, um, so, you know... I want to thank all of you who are hanging in there with me and understanding that I'm just starting this thing out and I really don't know exactly what I'm doing at all times. So I just, you know, get out here and I talk. And um, that's what I do best because I'm a Gemini and I got a lot to say. And, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with sitting here and talking to myself, <laughs> apparently. So, um, yeah, but it, I talk to myself because I know that you're going to listen. Right? So, it's not like I'm really crazy, but maybe I am. Whatever. Anyway, let's get on with the show. So now, um, what I'm thinking I'm going to start to do is like do a regular podcast every two days or so. Um, You know, and then on Saturdays or Fridays, do like a really fun podcast, a little bit more fun to it. Um, Probably having, of course, some um, air of skincare tips and stuff to it. But, you know, maybe, maybe not even. I have a lot of other passions, too, that I could share with you. I mean, I'm a great cook. You know, I can give you some recipes once in a while. I can, um, I mean, I can give you some cleaning tips. I can give you, you know, listen, I'm on this earth 48 years. I got a lot of knowledge to spread. So, um, yeah, my main concern here is the skin. My main concern, my main goal, my main objective is to educate you about your skin. But then again, how much can you talk about skin? I mean, you know, it can't be an every single day thing. So, um, so you know, I'll just be mixing it up and hopefully you're going to listen. You know, just because it's fun to listen. Right? So, um, so anyway, uh, that's right. I'm Lily, and um, I'm a licensed esthetician. Um, I've been in the beauty industry in and out for about 30 years now, just in case you're just listening to me for the first time. Um, today, we, you know, this, this past couple of podcasts have been about uh, different decades and um, the culture and, and all the different things that we do. And isn't that weird how we do that? Like, like how we change things. It's like we get bored with things and we change them up. I mean, it's amazing, actually. It's how many innovative and creative things we can come up to if we just put our minds to it, you know, as human beings. we People come up with things that blow your mind that you're like, what? You know? So, um, 
so anyway, the, today um, I'm thinking we're going to hit the 90s because the 90s was a really fun time. Um, I was in the 90s. I was there. Um, I was in my 20s in the 90s. Um, I was married in the 90s. It was 92. Uh, and uh, I'm not any longer, but I was then. I, was, I got married in 92. Um, I had two beautiful kids who are amazing. Um, the young adults now and uh, and but still like even though I was a mom and everything I was still a very very young girl you know so I had still kept up with the trends I you know I wanted to know what everybody was doing you know what I mean I wasn't that typical typical quote-unquote soccer mom I just wasn't me I'm not putting it down in any way I, you know it just wasn't who I was I was more into beauty and the fashions and all that and you know, um, it's just who I was. So, like, I used to run stuff at the schools. You know, I would give um, I would give skincare tips at you know school functions and stuff like that. I would go and talk to the ladies. I would give samples. Um, you know, being I was a beauty manager, I used to have a lot of access to samples, stuff like that. And that's how I got involved in my kids' school more than my kids were not really that into the sports. There were, my son did wrestling, but other than that, my kids were not into sports. So I wasn't that quote-unquote like typical, you know, what they call a soccer mom, which I don't know. I don't like these labels, you know. First of all, I don't like the fact that, um, that moms are supposed to be a certain way. You know what I mean? Like I do understand a basic moral value when you're a mom, you know, as far as society goes. Society looks at you certain ways, certain things that you do or say or you know, and you are bringing up children, so you need to act a certain way so you can be a good role model for them. Absolutely. I understand all of that. What I don't understand is how, why we get this Madonna complex about mothers. Like, like now you're a mother and you're uh, somehow uh, reborn into this purity where, you know, your makeup should be very docile and you should be wearing very closed up clothing all the time and you should act a certain way and be a certain person and not do this or do that and don't do this and do that and you shouldn't and how dare you and you know just stop it like stop it let people be who they want to be okay if their kids have a problem with it their kids are gonna let them know so you don't need to worry about that stop judging people all the time I'm so tired of people judging other people really I'm not saying that I don't ever do it. I'm a human being. Of course I do it. But it makes me sick when I do it, too. Like, right after I do it, I think, well, what am I, who am I to judge this person? Like, you know, if they judge me, I'm going to get angry with them, right? So why should I judge them? So I've learned as I get older and older, I don't, it's not that I don't care. Like, I'm saying I don't care. Like, I don't care about human beings. But I really don't care what you're doing. I don't care. It doesn't affect my life. So we're good. Right? And I suggest that everyone out there get the same type of attitude. Because really, you're wasting your time worrying about what someone else is doing in their life. Who cares? It has nothing to do with you. Okay? So move ahead with that. Alright. So now, on to the show. 90s. The 90s. In the 90s, the um, makeup, the cosmetics, all that, uh, the lips were nude, um, but with a big ring of like dark dark liner around it um, never smudged never smudged you were like a weirdo if you smudged it 
okay that's it's like the opposite of what today is so you didn't smudge you just literally drew a line and then you uh, filled it in or vice versa you could put the the, um, the nude color on then line it however you like to do it but the line showed it was like a very deep 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 burgundy or um, or chocolate brown even depending on your own skin tone and that was the look and I liked it again I'll say it I like that look but whatever um, I hear it might be coming back um, I don't know uh, pink hair uh, that's you know now you see all these girls pink and purple hair we did that in the 90s so pink hair was big um, girls were doing the Kool-Aid in the hair in the 90s um, we had this stuff uh, that you could actually purchase um, for the hair coloring itself that was called Manic Panic and Manic Panic Hair Color and that was like crazy crazy you know colors reds and blues and greens and oranges and just all kinds of crazy colors that you could color your hair in um, the, uh, as far as the eyeshadows it was definitely metallics were huge um, there was a company called Stage Light which I assume that they're still around I really haven't checked I'd like to check that uh, especially now that these things are coming back now um, the metallics were huge metallic pink, metallic turquoise, metallic gold, metallic silver, you know, anything metallic-y. So this company, Stage Light, into the late the late 80s, I'd say right into the early 90s, they um, they used to have these pot um, eyeshadows that were like um, powder, but they were actually the shadows that we used like on stage, like for Broadway, for models, for this, for that. So they were really, really highly pigmented. I mean like crazy highly pigmented but the problem is and was is that they're like a powder so if you open that thing up the wrong way you touch it and you drop it it's gone like it's goodbye you know so that was um uh, I remember my mom had got me like every single color that they made at one point and I was so excited I just I was beside myself um it was one Christmas and it was just so exciting for me <laughs> so that was that um, we also wore hair very, very big. Um, flannel was huge, which was just huge this past fall uh, now, again, which made me giggle, you know, because I see my daughter wearing the flannel, and I'm like, really? See it all over the stores. Um, wearing it around your waist was a big deal. You know, you just wear the flannel shirt around your waist, tied. Um, chokers, if you were to goth, or you were like string along, stringing along still from the late 80s, um, with the punk look, you know, you wear chokers, um, crosses on the chokers, all kinds of chokers, jelly chokers, um, jelly chokers were like, you know, that jelly material, and they were a choker, uh, they were cute, I liked them kind of, they were alright, um, jelly shoes, hated them, I hated them, like, people were going nuts for those things, and I honestly hated them, um, they used to hurt your feet, they make your feet sweat, then, I don't know, I just never saw the, the glamour in them at all, I, I don't like them, I don't like Birkenstocks either, I don't know, I like being very girly, I don't like anything that, to me, I don't know, I don't, I just don't like them, and the jellies were just, they're cute, they have their purpose, I mean, they're cute at the beach, you know, but girls were wearing them like on the street, you know, eh, not for me, and uh, I'll say it again, for you, great, if they're for you, wear them. It, they're not for me though. I don't wear those. 
right? But they are definitely coming back, as far as I heard. Okay, so um, we used to go to thrift stores to get that grunge look. Grunge look was very big in. You go to the thrift store, you get a couple of new pieces, a couple of old pieces, you mix it all in together. There was really no matching or anything like that. Just if it looked good to your eyes, it looked good to the world, and that was the grunge. All right, and then, um, then you had the, oh, God, this was like the mullet of the 90s, like, this was, this like took over the mullet in my eyes, um, the scrungie, I'm sorry, like, I like my scrungies, don't get me wrong, I still use scrungies today around the house when I'm cleaning or whatever, I want to keep my hair out of my face, but I never, you will never, you'll see me with a ponytail outside, pony, but you will never, ever see me with a scrungie out in the public, I'm sorry, I, I don't like them. I just equate them with, I don't know, I just don't like them at all, and I, I don't like them, <laughs> but from what I hear, they're coming back, so get ready for those, um, I don't know about coming back, they never really left, but apparently they're coming back in fashion, some in some way, I, I hope they revamp them or something, do something much, much better with them, because honestly, they're ugly, so, um, alright, so, what else? Um, the shag, the long shag was a huge hairstyle then as well. Overalls, huge, and overalls are getting huge right now. I love overalls. I would definitely get a pair of overalls. Overall shorts, adorable. We used to wear them with the tube tops. That was so cute. We had like, these like stretchy, just, they were basically like, um, maybe like about, mm, I want to say about 10 inch wide, you know, going top to bottom, um, like stretchy fabric things that you put on and they were called tube tops. I would love to see those come back. I mean, I, I'm sure they have some version of them. They might even have them out there. I haven't looked online. I gotta look for that too. Tube tops underneath the overalls, adorable. Oh my God, so cute. But that's what I mean. Like, like I will wear that, okay? I'm 48 years old because I'm sorry, but I think I look good for my age. Um, you know, but if a woman my age wears that, like if I wear that, I will get looks from other people. You know, <laughs> really? You know, look at all you want. You know, that's what I want you to do. I want you to look at me. So look, that's how I feel about that. It makes me sick. All right. So um, if you look good, still, you wear what you want. You wear if your legs are nice. You know if your legs are nice or not. You know if you still look good in certain things or not, ladies. Okay, if you do, and you really feel that, hey, you know what, I really do, I look good in this, you go and wear that out in society. Stop breaking down these barriers. I'm, I'm really tired of them. Putting these, these, um, these labels on uh, people that are older, you know, that we should this, or we should that, and we shouldn't be this, and we shouldn't be that, and how dare we this, and how dare we that, and oh my God, it's so inappropriate, and but your age, and, Shut up. Really, just shut up. That's all I got to say about that. Now, you have rave parties, which, like I said, I'm not saying good, bad, whatever, but rave parties, you know, you're dressed in grunge, basically, or goth, or whatever, and you went down there and you did some ecstasy, and the kids were all crazy and banging into each other, and it was just, I don't know, that wasn't my scene, but kids were doing that. I think you had Spice Girls. Spice Girls were huge, huge. Um, one of the few, you know, up-and-coming girl bands. So really, really big. Snoop Dogg, Unseen. 
totally very big at that time. Britney Spears, of course. Backstreet Boys, huge. NSYNC, awesome. Um, Naughty by Nature uh, in the hip hop um, side there. Wu Tang. Um, then you had uh, Nirvana, okay, and Pearl Jam, stuff like that. So that was really good. Um, classic music, classic rock, rather, I should say. Uh, always just, you know, classic rock just is one of the few uh, song genres that just seems to not want to die, which I'm glad about because I love it myself. But I'm just saying, like, even the young people today know the classic rock, you know, and they wear the T-shirts and everything, Led Zeppelin and all that. That's never going away. Meatloaf, or, you know, that, that stuff, none of that stuff's ever going away. So, um, you know, that stuff, too, is always in every era, I'd say probably from the, you know, from when it started until now. Um, and then you had, like, some slogans from that time. Uh, was uh, uh, banging, which people still use today, slamming, uh, biatch, which you still hear today, sup B, which is, you know, what's up, biatch, or the other word for it. Um, Bling bling, which was like, you know, having a lot of uh, jewelry and, you know, sparkle and stuff like that. So you got a lot of bling bling on. Um, then you had Just Bring It. You had uh, Chill Out, okay, which I still use. You hear me say all the time, chill, just chill. Uh, bounce. We're about to bounce out of here. You know, people still say these things out. But they think that their generation came up with it. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> all right. All that, that came from the 90s. All that and a bag of chips, all right? As if, as if was from the 90s. So like you could say, uh, that chick thinks that she's all that and a bag of chips. As if, you know, like that, like, yeah, right. Which was also a big one then. Yeah, right, you know. Um, what else did you have? Let me think, let me think. Um... Did I say the bomb? The bomb. Okay, so that was just some like, you know, cool little say. Oh, hella. Hella. You know, um, that was another one. Hella pissed. You know, I was hella pissed when I saw my boyfriend going into that chick's house when he said he was going to be at work yesterday. You know, like that. <laughs> Alright. And then you have, um, like, entertainment at that time uh, extreme sports were coming into play everybody was skateboarding skateboarding was huge um you had uh furbies furbies and they would actually speak to you I remember i got one of those they were freaking so cute um and then you had tamagotchis tamagotchis i remember i got those for my kids um when they were real little and uh and they were really cute, but the thing with those things were is the kids would get destroyed because they'd forget to feed the thing for a couple of days and it would quote-unquote die, you know, but and then the bad thing was, or the good thing, I guess, but was that you could reset it and then it would just come back to life, but I would think, what kind of lesson in life is that really teaching, you know, but um, whatever, the kids loved it and of course we got it because all the kids had it. Pokemon, oh, Pokemon was huge in the 90s. Tremendous, taking over everything, everything. Pokemon on the TV, Pokemon in the cards, Pokemon uh, 
figurines, Pokemon centers, you know? It's like crazy. Like when I go for a massage and stuff, that's what I think of it. I think of myself as like I'm going in the Pokemon Center so they can get revived again, you know? So like when you come for a facial with me, it's like I'm in the Pokemon Center and you're gonna, I'm going to revive you, all right? So yeah, maybe I'll name my next business Pokemon Center, all right? But I probably have to pay a lot of people a lot of money, so I can't do that. Then you had Tickle Me Elmo, okay? Tickle Me Elmo was, I don't know, I don't even understand Alright, I'm being real serious with you right now. Like, I get it. I really do. I totally get it. Wanting to get your kid the toy of the season, blah, blah, blah. Pay an extra, all that. I get that. I did that. I did that a couple of times with my kids. My mother was a big proponent of that um, with the grandkids. But um, my mother would just say, you know, I don't care how much it is. Just get it. Period. You know, she didn't care how much it was. Alright, and there's a lot of people that shared that sentiment who went nuts for this thing in the 90s. Tickle me Elmo. And, and of course, they started holding them back because you know what they do. And they're holding them back. And people are literally paying thousands of dollars for a stuffed animal on the eBay. Right? Thousands of dollars for these things. People are making a mint off of other people. It just goes to show you where this is, how badly the society has gone down. That we're willing to spend thousands of dollars, even if we don't have it. Just so that our kids don't cry on Christmas morning because they're not going to have the toy of of the season like seriously really really try to absorb that into your brain because that's like crazy if you really think about it but whatever we all do do it I'm just saying I would never do it to that extent thousands of dollars now sorry a couple of maybe a hundred dollars more than the retail okay so for my kid I'll try and you know I'll get it but not like that these people are paying ridiculous amounts of money for this toy the hype that everything was, people were stealing them, people were using them as hostages, people were, it was ridiculous, the whole thing. But anyway, um, in the world of skincare, you had nanotechnology was coming on the scene. Nanotechnology was where they take the, uh, the atoms of the skincare and they actually break it down to a microscopic level where it can actually go into the dermis, all the way down to the nerve endings, etc., inside the, inside the body. You know inside the skin all the way down so um so that would work much much better and much much quicker obviously so um you still you know you have these things today all over the place today they're very common um vichy and la roche posay are two of those they're cosmeceuticals cosmeceuticals are what you can get um as close to a prescription whether it be retinol um you know, something with vitamin in it, vitamin C or something like that. It's as close as you can get to the prescription without having a prescription. Um, many times they're sold in pharmacies or doctor's offices. Uh, in the United States, they sell them in department stores, but in Europe, they do not. There's no, there's no department stores like that. They, they sell their skincare in um, pharmacies, and that's why you'll see these kind of pharmacies I mean these kind of pharmacies, these kind of skincare in like CVS's, Walgreens, Rite Aid, because they're pharmacies and they're coming from France, from Europe, most of them, a lot of them, and they will be in the pharmacy because that's where they want them because they understand in Europe that your skin is an organ as well and it's a health issue when you don't take care of your skin. It's not just about the beauty, even though European women's skin, I mean, it's amazing. You know, that's why we look to Europe for the newest skin trends and skincare and all that. But, um, 
you know, they understand, they understand that the skin is an organ. That's why their skincare is in pharmacies, okay? La Pharmacia. That's where they go to get their skincare. Not, you know, a department store with the girl that was hired, you know, um, who has a resume that says, uh, before working here at uh, blah, blah, I worked at blah, blah. And these are retail jobs, which, listen, I was in retail. I had a lot of knowledge on beauty. But at the same time, when you're dealing with cosmeceuticals, no, you need to know what you're talking about because they're very, you know, they're more serious than the mass market. So you really need to go to someone or find someone that knows what they're talking about when it comes to those type of products. And I know Vichy and La Roche-Posay, a lot of their um, beauty managers, they will send for training. Now, whether that means that the person is good or not, you know, if they don't study it, if they don't learn it, if they're not really interested in it, they can be telling you anything. So my advice to you is, of course, go see your esthetician, all right? And preferably, come and see me if you're in my area. All right, so, um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, so that was some stuff. And then um, let's talk about the culture at that time, like, you know, as far as what was going on in the time. So uh, huge, huge in the 90s, of course, and people know about it to this day, is the O.J. Simpson trial. And man, let me tell you, I was glued to that TV set every single day, just like everyone else was. Everyone was glued to their TV sets watching that whole thing go down. And it was just really quite incredible, and I'll just leave it at that. Alright, um, you had the bombing in Oklahoma City. Uh, that was a horror scene, you know, that was like, I mean, that was kind of like the first real huge terrorist attack in the, on the United States soil. Like in that way, you know, there might have been another one before that. I don't really remember, but that was a big one. So um, that was in the 90s. Uh, that was terrible. Um, and then, uh, you know, Desert Storm uh, that began in the 90s as well. That was another big, big thing. Um, for men, uh, there was a company called Biotherm Home. Who uh, home H O M M E? Um, who became a men's uh, skincare company, just skincare for men. That was they really came about in 1985, but it really started taking off in the 90s when men would start actually taking care of their skin a little bit, you know, because men totally have this this block when it comes to listen. Okay, like I say, you know, I'm not, and I'm not even putting down men who wear makeup or whatever. That's your business. I'm not even talking about that. What I'm saying is, in general, in society, blah blah, you know, it's mostly the majority is women with the makeup and all that. Okay, so that I get. You know, you're not interested in that. It has nothing to do with you. But skincare is a whole nother ball field. You have skin, gentlemen. Your skin is just like a woman's skin. It's made up of the same components. It has to be taken care of. Facials cleanse the skin. Deep, deep cleansing. They turn over cells. They promote collagen growth. They help with dark spots. They help with um, hydration. They help with acne and acne scarring. I mean, these are all things men have. You know, there's nothing not cool about getting a face. And facials are so relaxing and so just wonderful. You know, if you're single, 
If you're a single guy, why wouldn't you want a beautiful woman rubbing on your face? What's wrong with you? That's my question. All right? So, um, yeah. So, look into that. As far as the lips, like I said before, you had the... Um, oh, wait. I just want to go back to that for one second because it just popped in my head. Just so the men know out there, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, all of them, any of them, um, Target, Walmart, probably a couple of others too that I might even know of, um, they have uh, a couple of skincare lines for men. They're usually in the shaving aisle. They have Neutrogena and they have a whole line for men that has a scrub in it, that has a nice aftershave balm that has a nice um, moisturizer with CoQ10 in it and uh, UV so you know um, you have um, Nivea also has uh, a men's line in that same area at least in CVS I know that's where it is I don't know where exactly it would be in the other stores but um, you could check that out that's that's really good line you know on the mass market if you're just looking for a nice good everyday skincare line if you're a guy alright so check that stuff out and if you have any questions about it, go to my Facebook page. If you have any questions, if you have a question about a mass market product out there in a CVS, in a Rite Aid, in a Walgreens, in a Walmart, in a, any of these stores, Target, any of these things, Neutrogena, Maybelline, um, Dove, uh, God, I can, uh, Garnier, um, Simple, uh, L'Oreal, Lumine, um, any of these. I have worked for seven to ten years with all of these companies, not with these companies, but I've sold their products, okay? For, for seven straight years, I sold their products all day, every day, talking to people, saying, who does this, who, did this work, that didn't work, I got ten people over a course of, you know, um, three months or something, or more than ten, maybe like ten, twelve people over the course of three months telling me, oh, that was horrible, or it smelled bad, or it was this, or it was that. I took that into consideration when I would try and sell something to my next customers, because I would let them know. You know why? That's why I used to get the most cu uh, customer compliments to my corporate offices, is because... I really did care about the consumer, and the reason I did was because I was a consumer, okay? And I was tired of getting ripped off myself. So I made sure, you know what, if this is going to be my job, like I'm going to be really good at it, and I'm going to research this stuff, and I'm going to listen when the ladies talk, and I'm going to absorb the information, and then I'm going to feed it to everyone else. And that's what I did. And my customers trusted me because I told them the truth. If, if I heard a lot about something not working, and it got to the point where maybe not right in the beginning, but after a few years, they literally would walk in and say, Lily, I heard about such and such. Is it any good? And I would say, nah, I heard it's not good. It's not working. Okay, forget it then. And they'd walk out. Others would buy it anyway. But many of them, just by me saying, don't buy it, they wouldn't buy it. Because that was the trust level that we had grown to at that point. All right? So that's how I work with my customer service. So anyway, then we had um, very high gloss, lip glosses, okay? And then the big hair would get stuck in the high lip gloss, which is kind of gross. I really didn't like that. I love the look of high lip gloss. I love it. Now, they do have stuff out today. Like, um, you know, they do have ones that um, will plump your lips and stuff like that, too. 
and they're a little bit less sticky today and I'm just hoping one of them I mean I'm sure the more expensive ones probably have like something special but I'm talking about for you know 90% of the population who's not spending $40 on a lip gloss so um, I'm talking about people going into a CVS or whatever or a Rite Aid or one of those and picking something up um, in all honesty NYC has a really nice lip gloss and it's a buck ninety nine especially for a lip gloss why would you go spend twenty dollars thirty dollars fifteen dollars ten it's all the same it's in a different container okay come on let's get serious here all this stuff's basically the same they're in different containers so don't get so locked on your brand you know what I mean that's what they want they want you to get locked on a brand look around if you like a particular blue Go look at, oh, well, speaking of blue, we got to talk about that in a second. If you like a particular blue and you don't see it in yours and they're out of it or something, walk around with your old one. I bet you that you're going to find it in something else. Maybelline or this or that, a Revlon or L'Oreal. If they don't have it, Alma has it, Alma doesn't have it. They, somebody else got it. It's just in a different container. Okay? Um, while we're on that subject too, first of all, let me talk very quickly about blue eyeshadow is supposedly coming back, alright? I'm totally against it. I don't care what hue it's in. I think it looks ugly on almost everybody. So I don't understand why that would even come back. I thought that was never going to come back. I, I kind of like the real metallic-y blues on like dark, dark skin beauties. But other than that, I think everybody looks gross in it. So I don't agree with that either. Um, but whatever, it's going to come back whether I agree with it or not. Speaking of that color, also in the 90s was this nail polish called Hard Candy, which was, wasn't that big at first. All of a sudden it became big because I forget who the star was, but somebody wore it in this sky blue color. And, um, and then when it just took off, where like you had to have that color in the sky blue, like an Essie. It became almost like the Essie of the time. And uh, what they would do too is they had these cute little plastic rings that will go around the the uh, neck of the nail polish bottle and you can take it off and wear it like a ring too. It was like just a cute funky little plastic ring. Cheap piece of garbage but you know it was like a look. It was like a fun little thing to, that you could collect almost you know. So it was kind of fun. Um, what I want to speak to you about too which is kind of off the subject but I was thinking about it the other day and I said you know I saw a customer of mine in CVS and she was saying oh I was looking for you you know, my daughter was looking for a certain thing that Maybelline had had, this mascara. She loved it, and they came out with a new one, and she's devastated. It's devastated, a little bit of a, you know, a little dramatic there. But you know what? Let me tell you something. When I was in the aisles in CVS, and women would come in and say, like, oh, you know, we have 245 and Lori, and I go, oh, that was discontinued. What? It was like the, the whole world was shattered. You know, so try not to get so stuck on something because I guarantee you there's going to be a day when you go in and it's going to be discontinued. So what you need to do in that case, if your product is discontinued, first of all, figure out if it's just discontinued at that store, at the store level, okay? Sometimes it's just the store that's discontinuing it. If it isn't and it's discontinued in the company level, then you can call the actual company and ask them, who's still selling it, or you could type it into the browser on the internet, the amazing internet that you guys are so lucky to have today. Uh, you could type it in there and then type in as much about it as you can, and then you type next to it, discontinued, question mark. And it's going to come up on the internet. Whoever bought the bulk of the surplus of whatever they have left over, 
is still selling it on the internet. Okay, and a lot of times companies too, like Revlon, will carry a lot of their famous, you know, colors, their die-hard colors that people they know have been using for years and years and years, and that love those colors. They hold those colors, so give them a call. Sometimes they can really help you out with that. Don't be afraid to call these companies. That's why they have eight hundred numbers. You know, call them when you have a question about an ingredient. Call them, question them about. How do they, what's their practice? Call them, ask them, you know, um, let them know that the public's watching, that the public wants to be heard as well, since we're the consumer and we're the one who's buying the stuff. You know, let them know that you're unhappy when you think it's discontinued. Because they may not know that it's that popular. They might, might not be getting the sales. You know, for some reason, they don't, they don't know that. So let them know, and a lot of times, like I said, they'll carry it still. You know, for a while at least. Some for years. Forever, basically. Right? So that's another option for you. So anyway, back to the 90s very quickly. Um, tons of spray in the hair, like I said. Said that already. Uh, Noxema um, was a big skincare item. St. Ives Scrub, um, which honestly, personally, I, in my opinion, I don't really recommend today anymore. Um, it's too rough on the skin. I know a lot of people use it, though. They really like it. I know a lot of people like it. It was very popular in CVS, but personally, I don't agree with it. It's just too rough on the skin. I wish St. Eyes would get with it a little bit. I mean, I understand the almond thing there or whatever, but it might be time to change. You know, get more rounded beads going or something. Do something, because that's not good for your skin, <laughs> in my opinion. All right? So, um, Love's Baby Soft was a big uh, cologne then, and then you had CK1 came out, which was like the first um, unisex, um, uh, you know, cologne. So, you and your boyfriend or significant other or whomever could both wear the same exact cologne. So, I don't know if some of you find that strange, um, some of you find that amazing. That's the way it was. Okay? Um... So really, I think that's about all I got to say for now and for today on the 90s. Um, who knows what I'll be doing next? I really don't know yet. I decide my podcasts as I go along. I'm like, hey, something pops in my head. Yeah, maybe I'll do a podcast on that. All right, so let's just um, let's go with this flow and let's just see what we're going to do with it. All right, how are you liking that? Oh, now that's a beat if I ever heard one. I like it. No, I don't like that. So anyway. Listen up. Get yourself together today. Alright? If you're going out to the club tonight, go take your hot shower. Polish your toenails if you're a chick. Shave it up clean if you're a guy, unless you like the beard or the grunge look. Whatever. I personally love the grungy look on the guys. I love that 5 o'clock shadow. And beards I'm, I'm not into. Just so you know. Alright? It's just my way. 
I know a lot of chicks out there are though. That I know. Okay? So, um, that's it, guys. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you don't let anybody, um, die out your flame. I hope you understand that this world really is a stage. And everybody in it is just your co-star. Okay? For each of you. You have your own play going on. Your own reality show, you might say. So, uh, make sure you fill it with a really, really good cast. And, uh, if somebody in that cast gets out of hand, yeah, well, uh, we'll give them the meaning to break a leg and throw them off the stage. You're fired. Okay? Have a great day. Have an even better weekend. I love you guys. I love you for listening. Like my page, Fantasy Facials, please. Make sure that you tell your friends about my podcast. I don't even care, and I don't even mind if you say, yo, just come listen to this crazy lady on the podcast. As long as they're listening. I'm loving it. Have a great day, everybody, and have an even better weekend. And remember, you're beautiful exactly, and I mean exactly, like you are. Love you guys. Bye-bye.